Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of Habit, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today we are live at the Awesome Ladies Project Virtual Scrapbook Festival, and I am taking questions from a wonderful panel of humans in an AMA Ask Me Anything style. So let's get started. Our first question is from Kathy G. So, Miss Kristen, who has inspired you over the years? And I'm talking about way back because you started decades ago, right? Yeah, so I have been scrapbooking for legit more than 20 years now. So more than half my life. Well, more than half my life now. I don't even know if there was inspiration back when I started. My inspiration was what is what was in the aisle of AC Moore. What could I buy with my 40% off coupon? My inspiration was what activity could I go out, get ephemera from, take pictures of, and write stories of? And even like back then, it was, it's funny because I would think of activities to do specifically so that I could scrapbook them. I would do specific things on scrapbookable trips. Like I'm thinking of specifically when I was, when I was very young and throughout my teenage years, my grandmother, well, and like way before I was born, but my grandmother would run trips twice a year to Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I was always her little helper. And then I was like her medium-sized helper. We'd go to all of these different places. And once I got to be, a, like once it was, I started scrapbooking sophomore year of high school. And once I was that age, it was like, oh, I'm going to grab this brochure, this free brochure, this free brochure. Oop, there are postcards over here. I'm going to get all of those. And finding ways to capture like these stories that had existed my entire life, but in a scrapbookable way. Then was the explosion of scrapbook stores. And we had scrapbook stores everywhere. And once there were scrapbook stores everywhere, I've always been an Allie Edwards person. My whole life, I mean, when she was making stamps for Technique Tuesday, like seeing her blog posts... It was always that same, like, well, let's just tell the story of what's happening. And that's that's been what I've been into my whole life. And then also just a lot of outside-of-the-box inspiration. I love zines. There's a movie, it's called Shirkers. It's about, it's about a film that got stolen, but it's all about zine culture. Incredible documentary, just absolutely incredible. One of my favorite documentaries of all time. Magazines and cutting out ephemera and just taking literal scraps and putting them in books. I feel like I, I, I both answered and did not answer your question in a roundabout way. No, you did. In many ways, you inspired yourself. And that's cool. Yeah, and, and I really took scrapbooking as this thing that you could do with your pictures. Because... Early on, more than anything, I loved taking pictures. I was the girl with, you know, six throwaway cameras. And then you could get them printed at Walgreens for 
you know, six ninety nine, and then you get doubles for an extra cent. And so it was really fun to just just screw around with that extra photo. Who cares what you did with the extra photo? You cut it up and you glued it down and it didn't really matter. And so playing around with different art styles, spending time in, in actual scrapbook stores and being inspired by like the design teams of people in the stores was really cool. People who taught classes inside stores. So like store culture was really fun. And then also early on, I belonged to a scrapbook message board called Scrap Freak. And they were awesome. Their colors were or uh, orange and hot pink and lime green. And they had a design team and they had challenges. And it was just the, the best vibes. And I met people there that I am still friends with literally today. There were people in the Awesome Ladies Project who I met on the Scrap Freak message boards when I was 19 years old. And so having that inspiration from people who literally, like, they lived all over the world. And our, one of our, our members of Scrap Freak, she lived in Germany, and she put together a, a get-together in Wisconsin. And that was the first time I had been to the Midwest, and oh my god, culture shock. But so much of my inspiration early on came from, like, quote-unquote regular people. I had a friend, I still have a friend, she's, part, like, she's a member of the ALP. Uh, her name was Brie. Her name still is Brie, right? I love her. She's the best. She had this style that just was hers. Like you could see literally any tiny little piece of her, any page of hers and you immediately knew it was hers. And seeing how she stepped outside of the box with mini books and outside of the page was just so incredible. And all these different things were so inspiring. And I didn't, I was never a magazine person really, except except for Allie and reading her blog and be like, oh, yes, let's do this December Daily thing. That that really appealed for me. So Allie and friends. All right, our next question is from Stephanie. Hi. So my question was, how did you transition from the scrapbook hobby or scrapbook lifestyle into making a career out of it and creating daily pages and the ALP website and app? That is an amazing question. And I actually don't get to talk about this that often. Not on purpose. It was uh, totally by accident. Um, or not. I don't even know if the accident is the right word. It is all because of my headaches. It is because... My headaches don't allow me to have a nine to five real person job. When I first started getting my headaches, I was about 22. They were, they're rough. They're really rough. Without any of the medication that I'm now on from my amazing neurologist who legitimately saved my life. I have two overlapping headaches. One is just normal migraines that a majority of headache sufferers have. And this other one is called, uh, proximal hemicrania, which means that I get recurring headaches on one half of my head. And recurring means anywhere from 15 to 30 headaches a day. And they'll last anywhere from 5 to 45 minutes, which sucked. It was horrible. It was really rough. I started getting them when I was working for the census. And that job was incredible. But it also made me realize that I could never actually work in an office again. And so after working in the census and 
realizing that my headaches would not let me do any type of quote-unquote real person job I had to think about what you know what was feasible uh, so I went back to school I finished school right after the census and I thought I was gonna go to grad school and my headaches wouldn't even let me do that and so Jeff went to grad school Jeff came here we moved to Michigan and Michigan was a really big help Michigan was an amazing 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 thing for me about a year and a half into moving to Michigan, I found my neurologist. We figured out, that I'm, after eight and a half years, five minutes in her office, after seeing, I got, I don't even know how many countless doctors who were not women, after five minutes with her, telling her exactly what I've been through, spent five minutes talking and gave her exactly all the notes of everything I've been suffering for the last eight and a half years. She was like, oh, well, maybe you have two different types of headaches and maybe this is what they are. And I, it was unbelievable that someone could just listen to me for five minutes and hear eight and a half years worth of, I don't, I don't even know what the word is. Throughout the entire time, I had been doing currently list. I had been doing Thursday three. I had been in, you know, a big part of the scrapbooking world because that is... It is who I am. It just is who I am. I am a person who takes pictures and I, I will always love pretty paper. I, I just, I, I am a person who loves to write things down. Even here at the festival, we've been talking about it so much. In our Good Notes session last night, I was talking about how I bought an iPad Pro and I didn't care that it was just a glorified notebook for months. I could write and keep it all in the same place. And it was in my handwriting. It was the best thing ever. So I am a person who takes pictures. Like that is at the core, someone who I will always be. And I think that's another reason why I identify with Allie Edwards so much, because that's something that she said also, like even if she's not Allie Edwards Design Inc., she will always be Allie Edwards Scrapbooker, even if she doesn't share it with the world. Like that's, I will always be a scrapbooker. I will always be a person who sticks paper to other paper with photos and writes a sentence about it. That's someone who I will always be. I've always had a blog. I've always shared my scrapbooking things. One day, a couple of years ago, I decided that I would create a year-long class called Book of Me. I decided to offer it in payments. And the easiest way to offer it in payments was to create a subscription website. And I have been a secret Secretly, one of my favorite things to do, and not so secretly because you all know about it, is I love making websites. Like, no joke. Okay, so last night, I was like, oh man, Jeff's, Jeff's literally laughing over here because he started laughing last night because I literally did all of this out loud. I was like, oh yeah, what if I need this website? And I typed in the website and it was like, this website is parked, uh, courtesy of GoDaddy.com. And I was like, oh wait, do I own this website? So then I went to GoDaddy.com and I was like, yes, I already own this website. So yeah, I love just like, cause that's a form of communication. I love the internet. I have loved internet friends since day one. Jeff is literally the only boyfriend aside from like grade school boyfriends that I have not met on the internet. Oh, since this is a great AMA and no one's gonna ask me this question. So my mom found out that I met my high school and college boyfriend on the internet at a Christmas thing, when I told, like, after we had been dating for like six years, my aunt asked like, oh, how did you guys meet? Or like my aunt's cousin or something, I don't know. 
Oh, and I was like, oh, on the internet. After like this, we were like old and that was like totally fine. And my mom was like, I didn't know that. You never told me that. You told me something else. And then my mom turns to my dad and goes, did you know this? And my dad was like, well, of course I know this. And my mom was like, but how? And dad was like, well, the story she said didn't make any sense. So it's, that's one of my favorites. I love that. That was a great moment. Huge, huge fan. Yeah, that Christmas I gave out two, I made two amazing scrapbooks, one for my mom and one for my aunt and uncle. Oh, those were two really, really great gifts. Oh, I love it. And after, so after creating this book of me, it just kind of snowballed. At the end of the year, it was like, do we want to do this again? Yes. So I made it a better version. And after that, we just added more stuff to the community. And so the community website became better. And then the community website was like great. And if you use it on the desktop, it was amazing. But by then we were moving into like 2020 and all of my web traffic in the back was like 80% mobile, 20% desktop. And it's like, uh, this is not a website made for mobile. We need an app. And so, and so I spent all of 2021 from January to October building the app so that the app could be connected to the website. And it has been a very long and cool journey. And it never, ever, ever would have happened if I had not been, you know, shoved over into a box that I had not chosen for myself. There are so many times in my life over the last five years that I have been able to say, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. All right, what question should I take next? Honoré, would you like to come off mute? My question for you was, what inspired you to offer daily pages as a free month long experience during COVID in April, 2020? Part of that question, the answer is obvious. But I ended it with daily pages have been a life changer for me and others, I know. That's a great question. I think, I actually think it cost like $20 and it was not my idea. It was uh, an idea of one of my coaches and I was talking about how do I get the idea of daily pages just out there. And we're talking about different workshops. I was doing different webinars. She knows me. She knew me like really, really well. And we were always talking about how I love doing things live. And I mean, you guys know this, you guys know this a lot. Now I thrive when I can do things and everyone is here and I can see that people are enjoying themselves. And I know that I am in the moment making someone's life a little bit better. One of my big hesitations in doing that was that I didn't want to be too much, but man, did we really need that? And I think, especially back then, even I was thinking, maybe we'll all have to go back to work mid-April and nobody's going to want to be here on April 15th or April 16th and nobody's going to able, you know, it'll just fizzle out. And, and I was really, I was real I was very concerned about that. I, I was, I was nervous that nobody would want to show up. I was nervous that it wasn't going to be fun for people, but I wanted to offer that space to people. I wanted people to be able to say, hey, you know what? 
I can't leave my house. So I'm going to say hey to you. I'm going to come to this space at 12 o'clock because I don't actually have another space to be right now. And I want to make something. I think the emphasis on actually doing something each day, no matter how small it was, and then finding out that people really in, enjoyed that sharing process too, because that really became something that I, I didn't know was going to be so important. I honestly had absolutely no idea, no idea, no, no, no idea at all that Daily Pages was going to be what it became. But damn, if I'm glad it did, so glad. It's the thing. It's the th It just is the thing. It is the most amazing thing. And I love it. Thank you so much for asking. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so our next question comes from Julie. It says, when it comes to Awesome Ladies Project in the next 10 years, what is one stretch goal you have and what is one attainable goal? Those are really good questions. So one stretch goal that I have is to be at something like the New York Stationery Show. To have like a full line of currently stationary, daily pages stationary. Because I think our version of scrapbooking, the way that we scrap here at the Awesome Ladies Project, sure it's crafty, but I think it transcends scrapbooking and it brings storytelling to the masses. And that is my actual reach goal, is to bring storytelling to everyone who wants to tell their story with paper and photos and the stuff that they find beautiful and interesting. And, and I truly believe that we can do that. Like, so I went to, literally right before the pandemic, I taught a class at our local, the, the MSU Art Museum. And then they had a reception for everyone had, who had taught that year. And there were several older men, several older gentlemen who had taught. They were flipping through my Daily Pages books that I brought to the, to the meeting, well, to the party. And they came up to me and they were telling me how amazing these books were and they loved them so much. And so if we can get older gentlemen to be way into Daily Pages, we can get anyone into Daily Pages. And so bringing it to something like, you know, the New York Stationery Show is, that's, you know, that's my, that is my reach goal in 10 years. My attainable goal, um, I'd really like to get daily pages into libraries. I'd love to get like, here's how you do, here's how you make your own little daily page. You know, get a piece of computer paper, fold it in half, you know, cut it, fold it in half twice. Get another one, fold it in half twice. Now you have your own little book and you each day you write something or you stick a sticker on it. Or you write how you're feeling, or here's a currently list, and you know, whatever it is. I can create a workbook, I can create a whole little syllabus of here's how you do daily pages, and here's how you do it for, you know, grade school. Here's how you do it for teens. Here's how you do it for adults. So that would be something that I could, I, I like, I would love to do that. Because again, feminist scrapbooking is about accessibility. And scrapbooking, the, the scrapbooking industry is not accessible. It's not accessible price-wise it's not accessible as a, as a hobby it's just very hard to 
break into it and say, okay, now I'm going to start scrapbooking and I don't know where to start. So I think daily pages is such an easy way to say, okay, well, this is what happened today. And you don't have to worry about how many supplies do I have to buy? Do I have the right supplies? You know, am I scrapbooking, you know, the right stories? Well, I have all of these, you know, birthdays and Christmases and other things that I didn't scrapbook in the past. Daily Pages lets you start here and now, and it doesn't matter what you have, you can do it today. And if you put them in libraries, then it's the easiest way to get them to everybody. And, it, you know, it might not get to everybody, but that's the fastest path to get things that are free to the most people. And so that that would be my attainable goal. Kirsten. As someone, as you're just talking about day, daily um, scrapbooking, you are someone who loves watching TV and media and you document that. And so I'm wondering which character from TV, movie or books is someone that you identify with? Oh my God, this is a really hard question. This is such a hard question. I mean, the obvious answer is Leslie Nope, but it's not, it's not totally right. Cause she's like, she's way more uptight than I am. I am way more chill than she is. We both had early crushes on Joe Biden though. I used to have a folder on my old phone, the one that I'm using now as a camera. Um, it was called VP to my heart. Um, and it had really old, it had Joe with ice cream, um, just like really classic Joe photos. Who else is there? God, I love Arya from Game of Thrones. They did her so dirty. Ugh, man. Makes me so sad. I feel like I have to mention For All Mankind. There's just a million characters, but there's a character on For All Mankind. Her name is Molly Cobb. She's the number one badass bee. Yeah, I, I want to I be Molly Cobb when I grow up. That's, that's number one. I want to be Molly Cobb and Leslie Nope. Have a, to have a sign person on retainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to think, I'm also going to think about this and come back to it. And I might make a project out of this. This might be a really good scrapbook layout. This might also be a really good page for my December daily for like what characters inspired me most like this year. Which ones do I identify most with this year? Ooh, I really like this. This is a great question. I love that. You're going to think about this so much more. Carrie, what do we have next? You are the only feminist scrapbooking company out, community out there. Well, some scrapbook companies like Paper Person have created some feminist products. Do you think there will be more in the future? And are there any other companies making feminist products that should be on our radar? I think yes. And I think, honestly, it's for a sad reason. I think we're going to see more feminist products. I think we're going to see more what I'm going to call protest products because we are moving into a time of protest. We are moving into a time where we need to express our distaste for what is going on locally, nationally, globally. And I think that we will see because we live in, because we live in a capitalist system, we will see products for sale to allow us to protest with our money. Sure, there's judgment in that statement, but also what, what the hell are we going to do about it? 
not purchase the cute uterus stamps? Like, how am I going to make my uterus patterned paper background if I don't have the uterus stamp? It's not possible. It's just not. And, and again, I am a person who scrapbooks. So that is how I express myself. I think so. I think there is going to be more feminist products. Uh, the layered life kits have have uh, a little bit of a feminist slant to them. So uh, check out her; she's on your radar. Also, check out check out some shops on on Etsy. Very you know smaller sticker shops on Etsy. What are some good search words to use on Etsy? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say honestly. I would say feminist stickers because okay. there are a lot of there are a lot of small sticker people who just do stickers on the side as like a hobby. And some of them are going to be, you know, the ones that people print and cut on their silhouette. But if they're really cute designs and you're going to use them, then that's really awesome. So yeah, like feminist stickers, empowering stickers, like girl power stickers, like whatever whatever type of feminism you have. Like, if you want intersectional feminist stickers, like, if you want black power feminist stickers, please. Like, if you're looking for Audre Lorde quote stickers, if you're looking for Bell Hooks quote stickers, look for, like, literally search for Bell Hooks quote stickers. Okay, Marianne wanted to know if you remember your first page or product that you made, or first project you made, what was it about and what was it like? I do, I do not remember. Well, okay, that's not necessarily true. So the first thing that got me into scrapbooking was a project for my English class. And we had to do a out of the box auto uh, an out of the box biography of Helen Keller's The Miracle Worker. And so I made a scrapbook. I made a, a hell, you know, this is Helen Keller's scrapbook, Helen Keller life scrapbook. And I went to the scrapbook store, I went to the scrapbook aisle, I used my 40% off coupon and, you know, printed out some Helen Keller pictures, did a whole like, you know, Helen Keller born, blah, 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 and obviously got an A plus because it was amazing because then I totally got into scrapbooking because, and then how, like, how could you not? And then I just never stopped going to the scrapbook aisle, like ever, like my, and I know my scrapbook store is like. The, the original scrap like my it was ac more which i don't even know if it's around anymore it's oh yeah we would just go me and my mom would go all the time we'd go like once a week yeah that was that was that was my first scrapbook project and then i don't really remember anything that i actually scrapbooked after that like my teenage years i mean like you know everything i do remember putting them in like eight and a half by 11 binders that i would get from staples because like i didn't have any money i had you know whatever teenage high school money that i had but like all of it went to scrapbooking and like 70% of that was photos because photos are expensive, but you got the doubles for one cent at Walgreens. Carol Ann had a really good question. What scrapbooking trend or product from the past do you wish would come back? Oh, Carol Ann, that's an amazing question. Okay. What trend or product do I, you know what I want? I want clear mini albums again. <gasps> I want clear mini albums so bad. Oh man. Ugh. So right, I want one, I want clear mini albums. Oh god, clear mini albums were the greatest thing ever. They required thought, forethought. They required just some 
they were just so cool. So clear mini albums, for those of you who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, are pages of thick, I it's it's acetate, it's plastic, it's, you know, five, it's the stuff that some of the people put up during COVID at the stores so that you didn't have like, you know, sneeze problems. Um, but they were cut out into different shapes. Sometimes they were squares. Sometimes they were rectangles. Sometimes they were hearts. I, um, and in my Scrap Freak group, there was this one woman, Kathy. She made the most gorgeous clear albums, like incredible with like ribbon and, uh, you know, all the little rhinestones we used to have. Like, she would glam it up, and they were unbelievable. Like, just, no joke. Like, if we had Scrapbook Museum, like, Scrapbook Museum quality clear albums came from Kathy. She was incredible. Like, oh, Kathy was the best. She also had the best jeans, ma'am. Oh, God. She was so cool. I would bring clear albums back. And honestly, let's let's write that down. Let's look into that. Okay, so, and then Emmy has a follow-up question. What do you want to stay buried in the past? What scrapbooking trend or product do you think should stay buried in the past? That's a good question. Can we, can we get rid of the rubber things? Because one, I can't adhere them to anything because I, like any adhesive I use, it just spoils my page. I mean, there's red liner tape and that's fine, but even some of my red liner tape has bled and I, I create, so I created rubber things and I have a bad history. I created the most gorgeous collage journal. Every page was a different color of the rainbow. And I used rubber pieces. This was, you know, years ago when rubber pieces first came out and they were just like the hot S. And then I also used glue dots on them, which... If you have no idea, the glue dot takes oil from the rubber, leaches it into the glue dot, spreads it out all over the paper, and it looks like you spilled olive oil all over your page. So my beautiful collage papers, my beautiful collage journal is ruined. I'm going to take a picture of that and post it on the Awesome Ladies Project so I can show you. And I have, still have the ruined journal because one, it's gorgeous, and two, it's a lesson to be learned that I never want to forget. That sounds like a good idea to leave those in the past for sure. Well, and I want to love them. I, th that's the problem is that I want to love them. I want them to be amazing because they're cute and they're adorable and they're flexible and you can move them, but they've hurt me. They've caused me pain. Next question. You've mentioned the Book of Me course through ALP and how it has evolved from its first year. Does it change every year or does it build upon itself? How do you have that set up? Book of Me has changed every year, mostly to keep it fresh. The project has changed in a fairly significant way each year, mostly because I don't want people to have to create the exact same thing and tell the exact same stories every single year. And also, I want to try out different approaches and see what way people respond and are having fun. And so I've taken the best things out of each year and brought them forward. And it's exciting to see what people really love from the class each year and 
what I can take and bring to the class in the year following. What is your favorite part of running the ALP? What is my favorite part of running the ALP? My favorite part of running the ALP is seeing people's growth in storytelling and like actual individual people learning where people are from, learning why people are here, learning who they are and literally seeing people get better at something. Um, yeah, like Vanessa saying, hanging out with people. Um, and like you, you have said, Carrie, like, why would I want to be somewhere else on, at a specific time when I can be hanging out with my friends? I really like creating things and sharing them with people and trying out new things and having fun experiences. Uh, I also don't really like leaving my house. So having a place where I can do all of that uh, is really great. It's really, really fantastic. Um, I really, I really like that aspect of it. I really like that I can, you know, create an entire online festival where we can have games, we can have challenges, we can have a photo walk and we can share all of these things with each other. And yet we're supposed to have super bad thunderstorms later. So my headaches have been not great. I took some medicine right before the show, so I'm fine. But it's not like a beach day. You know what I mean? It's not like I want to go out and go to the county fair, which I think was last weekend. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like I want to go to like a family reunion and like hang out with people and barbecue all day. But I, I, we have a full weekend of events here. And me and my introvert self not only can like i'm excited to do all of these things like i can handle all of these things my my body that doesn't work very well sometimes gets to do all of these things that i might not be able to do otherwise and i get to do it with people who are just so cool and cool and from all over the place and i love the alp because it's full of people who are generally introverts but they're willing to be a little bit vulnerable sometimes, especially when they found their other people. And that's, that's, it's, it's a great place because of that. And it just, it means a lot that you're all here. I'm going to answer Stephanie's follow-up question. Can you join Book of Me project anytime or is a January start best for the project? That is a great question. One, we actually started in February because I don't think that a January start for any year-long project is a good idea. And you can absolutely start it at any time because at the beginning of the year, I ask everyone, how many prompts do you actually want to finish? And nobody says all of them. Everyone has a goal of about half the prompts. So you can definitely go into the, to the book of me and pick out the prompts that work for you. It is, it is not a project where you are encouraged to go and, full completionist mode that it is not a full completionist project it is a project where you are encouraged to go into the class and say like oh this one this one is really good for me i'm really inspired by this uh actually uh jenny who's here right now jenny i'm sorry for calling you out also i'm not sorry for calling you out because it's amazing so jenny was having problems working on her book of me 
Jenny, can you come on and talk about this actually? I was having some difficulty starting Book of Me. And the reason why we determined in talking to Kristen and a couple other members was that I was stuck on the first prompt. And being a rule follower, I wanted to do them in order. And Kristen and the other members gave me the permission to let that go and to start wherever I wanted to start with whatever I wanted to do. And that it was exactly what I needed to get the ball rolling to start the project. And now I'm just going, going, going. It was very freeing to just be able to not follow the rules that I had set for myself and just jump in wherever it felt, you know, the most comfortable. She forgot to add that she then killed it and made like 17 pages. No, like actually though, she made like four double page spreads and they were amazing. They were absolutely incredible. Like Julie chimed in and was like, wait a second, hold on. That was yesterday, right? Like there was a whole time, like did we, did we like jump a week ahead? Did Jenny literally made so many pages in just like 24 hours. And so absolutely 100% encouraged to jump into Book of Me whenever, wherever, and totally don't go full completionist. Well, and Catherine last year, she started in, I want to say like October-ish or something, and she did the whole year. So she caught up by the end of the year. Magic. Yeah. So. As always, do whatever works for you in your life. Hi, Kinjal. What is your question? Oh, no, I was eating dinner. I didn't switch the call on me. <laughs> I thought I'd just type it. <laughs> uh, my question was, what is your one favorite subscription for daily pages? If you had to pick just one. one just one subscription for daily pages. Yeah. Oh, that is a hard question. If I am going to pick just one subscription for daily pages, I have to probably go with the obvious answer, right? It has to be Brandy. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I think that would be, if I didn't, like... If I didn't have that one, I would be the saddest. Yeah. Like, I could live without the Allie Edwards one for daily pages. I could live without my pip sticks. I could live without other things in daily pages. Like, if it were for scrapbooking, I would have to say Allie, Allie's kit now. Because I get the 6 by 8 papers, and I love the other papers, and that really just makes scrapbooking easier. Like, my other, you know, whether it's Book of Me, whether it's my chronological album... But for daily pages, it has to be Brandy Kincaid's Extravagant Hope subscription. I use it the most in daily pages. And also the pages that I create with her products are some of my most loved pages. Great question. Thank you very much. <laughs> Carrie, would you like to ask Julie's non-serious question? Julie's coming in with a late entry and asking, what do you like to put in your crudités? Julie... In my veggie platter, which well, that's what we'll call it here in the Midwest, uh, we did call it crudite over in, you know, right outside of New York City. I honestly just don't like broccoli in there. Little baby carrots. Love little baby carrots. Um, I really like red bell pepper. Mm, love red bell, pe red bell pepper. Red onion. Love raw red onion. Yeah, I don't like cauliflower. Just period. But also, like... Honestly, the, the most important thing, especially here, 
is what did the farm give us? Oh, oh no, can y'all hear? In the Midwest, it's ranch dressing. And you buy it by like the gallon? No, you actually don't buy I don't, no, please, I'm sorry. I don't want to actually make Kinjal think we buy it by the gallon. I also, I would also make my own ranch dressing because that's who I am. If you had someone actually make you real ranch dressing, then yes, it's fantastic. Like if you had someone, like I, I am a absolute snob. And again, I will come, I no, no joke. I am a food snob. Like again, there are things that I am a hundred percent judgy snob about. So right, if, if the CSA gives you dill, then you make dill dip. It's just about what the CSA gives you. If the farmer gives you this, then that's the food you make. Cynthia, I actually don't love hummus, but everyone around here loves hummus. So I assume that Jeff would make a hummus. I know, I just don't like chickpeas, period. It's a texture thing. I know, everyone else does. It's, I know, I've, tr I've tried so many times. I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I think we could do a whole nother podcast on food rolls. Oh yeah, maybe maybe we'll get a food a food Kristen's food rules podcast, and I could tell you all about uh, my obsessive. I'll be your guest for that one. Obsessive food rule podcast. I really like that. I'll be your guest for that. I I'm I'm literally writing that down right now, Carrie. No joke. Julie has a TV question that I would love to know about. Julie's TV question is asking what you are looking forward to in fall TV. Oh, great question. Abbott Elementary comes out on September 21st, I think. So excited for Abbott Elementary. OMG. It is just like, I don't know. It's the funniest thing that I've seen. It's like laugh out loud funny. I, I just, I, everyone is just so adorable too. But like also they're from South Philly. And when you mix adorable and South Philly, you get a certain kind of adorable that isn't like, it's not like fluffy cute. It's like a uh, puppy that's been left out in the rain too long cute. I, I think for the, the current climate, that's exactly what I need. The every single act, basically every single person was nominated for an Emmy for Abbott Elementary. Um, it is just like Parks and Recreation, except it's set in a South Philadelphia elementary school. If you have not watched the first season, please go watch the first season. It comes back September 21st. I'm just so dang excited about that. Obviously, the other thing that I'm excited about is stupid football that I hate. And the NFL is garbage. And they're really stupid. And I can't stand them. And that's fine. But whatever. I just will watch football on Sunday because that's what I do. But that doesn't mean that the NFL isn't stupid garbage people. But that doesn't mean I can't support the players and watch them play their game. And talk about how the NFL is stupid garbage. Just like I can like Harry Potter and hate Joe. Is there anything else that I'm looking forward to? I don't know if I'm looking forward to the Game of Thrones show. I am going to watch the Lord of the Rings show. We'll see. Okay, so also, one of the things that I was looking forward to was the return of Summer Camp Island. Because Summer Camp Island is the greatest show ever. But they took it off HBO Max. Because HBO is also garbage. And terrible. And horrible. And this is a whole thing, and we're not going to get into it here. HBO is horrible and stupid, and there is a season left of Summer Camp Island, and it will be on Comedy uh, Cartoon Network, but it's not on HBO. I can't go and watch all of my episodes of Summer Camp Island with my incredible, beautiful friends. It, 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 it's, it's very similar to Adventure Time. Just 
aimed at a slightly, both a slightly younger audience and in, and that same older audience. Question, what is my favorite Leslie Nope quote? That is a good one. We're going to come back to that one. Oh, I see a question from Julie up at the top. Can you ask that one? When you have limited energy due to mental health or chronic health issues, when your desk is messy and you're in a creative rut, do you think it's better to use your energy to clean up your space or jump into creating? Julie, that is a fantastic question. It depends on how my brain is feeling. If my brain is also feeling cluttered, then I will set a timer and I will clear my desk. And setting that timer is really important. I will set the timer for 10 or 15 minutes and I will clear my space for that amount of time. And allowing myself that time, it gives you an end point. And when you have that end point, your mind isn't constantly saying, oh, well, I need to put this away. I need to put this away. Everything needs to get put away. Cleaning is never done. Ever. Organizing is never finished. It just isn't. And so creating that organizing or cleaning task, when things obviously need to be cleaned or organized, you need to give yourself a, a block of time. And I can't even tell you how much timers help me in my life. I uh, Literally, timer is one of the complications, which is the stupidest word for this, on my Apple Watch. So on, on the Apple Watch, you can choose all the things to be on the front of your Apple Watch. And for some reason, they're called complications because they want to make things complicated, I guess. And so one of them is literally timers so that I can create timers for myself throughout the day so that all I have to do is make the decision to I am going to clean for 15 minutes, set the timer 15 minutes, then I'm done cleaning. And I can, my brain then knows to move on to something else. Otherwise, if I didn't set that timer, then my brain would be like, but wait, shouldn't I be doing cleaning? Or shouldn't I be doing something else? Or shouldn't I be doing something? What is it that I should be doing? And so having that timer gives you more agency over your decisions. I still think that my favorite Leslie Nope quote has to be uteruses before deuteruses. <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's an all-time favorite. Alright, let's take one last question from Kinjal. Oh hi. My question's half a question, half a request. When will Jeff be on a daily pages call or on the podcast? That's a great question. When? <laughs> So when Jeff, when will you be on the Daily Pages call or a podcast? He's blabbering over there. He says the next one that we do that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like he has a story to tell about the app and all the tech support he does in the background and what it's like supporting a you know feminist scrapbooker. I feel like it'd be really interesting. Kinjal, I have to tell you that we have been talking about literally that episode for about three months. Yeah, actually, actually, you can hear the two of us had an episode out about the app. Yeah, we were talking. We were going to talk about. Because we had one out about creating the app. And so we should do an update for... Well, we should do an update for the first anniversary of the app. Ooh, when's that? Soon. October 1st. Yeah, I think that's going to be... That's, that's, that, that will be the plan. We will have an update for the one-year anniversary of the app. Wait. Absolutely. Alrighty. I am going to finish this episode up with a currently list. Currently. 
I am watching For All Mankind again because we finished it and I immediately wanted to rewatch it. So I am currently watching For All Mankind again. I am currently reading too much Reddit because I just don't feel like reading anything real. And when I have two minutes, that's, that's what I want to read. Give me somebody else's drama. Oh my god, some of them are just so ridiculous. I am currently listening to Lizzo still, and I don't think I'm just going to I don't think I'm going to listen to anything else for a long time. I am currently making still this festival. I'm making this festival happen as we speak. Not much else, honestly. I am feeling excited. This has been fantastic. I'm pretty sure on Monday I'm going to sleep the entire day. Like daily pages is going to happen and everything else, no. I, maybe the whole week. But I'm very excited now. I am planning a lot of really cool things, so you should all come to the sneak peek session tomorrow and hear about all the cool things. Very excited about that. And if you're listening to the podcast, we will have lots of information about all of the cool things coming this fall. I am loving this community. Everyone here is amazing. You are all fantastic. Thank you all so much for being here for this live podcast session. And we will be back next week with another amazing episode. Thank you so much for being here. Talk soon, everybody.